So we hear from the book of Jonah today. Jonah is a very short book in the Bible. It's one of the shortest books. It's only four chapters long. And we always hear every three years, uh, we hear from just this little part in the third chapter of the book of Jonah. And we may remember even from childhood, the story, right, of Jonah, right? Something about Jonah being swallowed up by a whale. There's so much packed in. There's so many beautiful things that packed in in just these four chapters. We hear, even from this little section here, that Jonah's asked by God to go to Nineveh. Nineveh is a town or a city at the time. It was like the biggest, baddest city there. It was 100, 120,000 people, we learned in chapter 4, tells us that. I did the math, and so that is the populations of Clarendon Hills, Westmont, Downers Grove, Western Springs, LaGrange, and Oak Brook. Those six, the population, it's kind of wild. It's like it comes up exactly 120,000. You may ask, well, what about Hinsdale? Well, the math just didn't work. Uh, <laughs> and I figured Father Burke's, you know, got Hinsdale, you know, under control. But Nineveh, we also know, we learned that Nineveh is, is, is a city that's, it's not doing well. It's, it's in a spot of moral decay. You know, it's, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, and because of that, it's on the verge of ruin. God says so. Like, he, he's going to destroy Nineveh. But what we learn is that, that God wants everyone's heart. He, he, wa he wants everyone. So he, he, he sends for Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach to him. And we find out here in the reading today, in this little section in chapter 3, that Jonah goes and he preaches. And the wild thing happens. The people change. Like they turn from their, 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 their wicked ways and the city is spared. And God did it through just one person. Just, just the entire city changed because it's just one person. But before that happened, before Jonah could go to be used there in Nineveh to change the city, Jonah had to learn two lessons because he wasn't ready. His heart wasn't ready. He didn't have a heart for it. And as Jonah is sent, you and I are sent. As Christians, we know, we, we talk about, we mentioned in the rescue project of Father Ricardo mentions that we're agents of transformation. And for us, that means in Clarendon Hills and Westmont and Oak Brook and LaGrange and Downers Grove, even Hinsdale. Whenever contacts are in the school or our office, whatever that might be, for us to, to identify where darkness might be lurking, right? Where there's hopelessness. And our job is to, to push out darkness and to establish light. That's what, that's what, like, that's what Christ came. And, and it's what the commission that he's given us is to, to identify where darkness is, to push it out, and to establish light. But Jonah first, and, and we as well, first, Jonah needed to learn that running from God always creates a mess. And secondly, Jonah, what he had to learn and what, what we have to learn is that we have to learn about God's pursuit. And so first about running from God causes a mess. To say that Jonah ran from God, it would be a gross understatement. We wouldn't know it from our text here because the text just starts off in, in ch uh, chapter 3, verse 1, and says, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach repentance. And the text says, and Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh. But what we 
what we don't hear from this, but what we know from chapter one is that this is the first time the word came, God came to Jonah and asked him to go to Nineveh. The first time came in, in Jonah chapter one, verse one. And what we learn is that Jonah didn't get on the boat on the ship that was the headed 500 miles to Nineveh. He, Jonah actually went to the port and got on the boat that went 2,500 miles the opposite direction. Nineveh, where God's asking him to go, is 500 miles this way. Jonah goes down to the, to the dock and finds a ship that goes 2,500 miles the complete opposite direction. In other words, you can't run farther away from God than what Jonah's doing. And running from God in the scriptures is, is code word for, for disobedience. Running from God, r- running is code word for sin. What sin is, is God telling us to get on this ship and we get on that one. Sin is God telling us to go northeast and we go southwest. Telling us to do this and we do that. That's what sin is and, and it's in all of us. It's in Jonah, it's in you, it's in me. By nature, we're runners. Because we were born after the fall and Adam and Eve, what happens after with their sin? They run from God. They hide. They run and they hide. Can, can you see that you run? Can I see that I run? We run? We're runners. We run from God. We know that, it, that it's true about ourselves, right? That there's ships that we know that would be good for us. Ships that we know that if we took them, we got on them, they'd be good for us. They'd lead us in the right direction. They'd be good for our family. They would lead my spouse, our, our marriage, our family, my community. They would, this ship would lead me in the right direction, and yet I don't get on it. And we know that there are also ships that we know that are bad for us, that, that if I got on this ship, that it would, it would lead me in the wrong direction. It would lead my family in the wrong direction. It would lead my community, my school, my work, everything in the wrong direction if I got on that ship, and yet I get on it anyways. That's what sin is. That's in you, that's in me, it's in Jonah, that's sin. And what's interesting, what we learn, is that when, Jenna, when Jonah went down to the port and he got on the ship, that is to say he's running from God, that he's sinning. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not fulfilling the mission, the purpose that God's get, that's given him. Well, we learn what happens. A storm comes. The storm puts Jonah and everybody else on the ship in jeopardy. And we, you know, we, we think that sin you know, we, we think that my own private personal sin, no one else gets hurt. But it's just not the way it works. My sin doesn't just affect me. If I get on the wrong ship and it, that he heads in the wrong direction, it's not going to just affect me, but it affects everybody else that's on the ship. It affects everybody else that's around me, the people that are closest to me. Running from God causes a mess, and Jonah needed to enter into the mess because he didn't understand repentance. He couldn't go up to Nineveh and preach repentance because he didn't know repentance himself. It didn't go deep enough. He didn't know God's grace deep enough. He couldn't share God's grace up to the people of Nineveh. Second lesson Jonah had to learn and we have to learn is about God's pursuit. It is true that we are all runners, Every one of us are runners. It's true by our nature, we're runners. But it's also true that God chases after runners. Jonah ran 
He got on the ship. He's doing what he's not supposed to do. In the next verse in chapter one, as Jonah goes down the dock and he gets on the boat that goes 2,500 miles in the complete opposite direction, the next verse says, as he sets sail, the next verse says, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. You see, God sent the storm. God, God sent the whale to come so as to wake Jonah up. Jonah, you're heading the wrong direction. You're in a spot of disobedience. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. God relentlessly pursues. He never stops. He'll send the storm. He'll send the whale. He'll do whatever he needs a day. I'm heading the wrong direction. The storm comes, right? And so as we look, like we, it's in us, we have a tendency to do it, to run from God. And it might be just be like, for us, some of us, it might be just these little moves, these little steps, maybe getting on a wrong ship that just leads a little bit the wrong direction. But there's other of us here this morning in this church. There's others of us who've maybe made more like a move like Jonah, where it's not a little move, but it's like, I'm supposed to be 500 miles this way. And I know I'm 2,500 miles the complete opposite direction. I have run or I am currently running in the complete opposite direction. I know I'm on the wrong ship. And if I even think about it, I can look back in the last month or the last six months and I'm like, there's the storm. There was the whale. Like I was heading in the wrong direction and, and God came. Like I wasn't even, like as I sit here now or like I think about it, there was the storm. There was the whale. A God coming and saying, change. Right? And that's, if that's us today, we've, we've got to learn the lesson that Jonah learned. That you can run from God, but God comes. He pursues. He relentlessly pursues. When Jonah was heading 2,500 miles the opposite direction, who came? Who came for him? God came for him in the storm, in the whale, to get him. God wants Jonah's heart. He wants everybody in Nineveh's heart. See, he wants every single person in this community's heart. And he needed to, he, he chose Jonah to use him for mission. He chose Jonah to use him for mission, but Jonah, see, first needed that grace needed to go deeper in his heart. The repentance needed to go deeper in his heart. He needed to learn it more so that he can go to Nineveh and preach repentance and grace. I think what's, what's common is we think, well, how could God ever use someone like me? How could, it, how could God use someone who's run in the past or maybe is currently running so far that's on, that maybe consistently just takes, goes down to the port, goes down to the dock and consistently gets on the wrong ship. Like, I know this is the wrong ship, that it, that it wouldn't lead me in the right direction, but I find myself getting into it, getting onto it over and over again. And if I were to just a pause, I know it's bringing, it's bringing peril and it's putting everybody on the ship in jeopardy, even innocent people in my life. That's the way sin works. How could God ever use someone like me? Here's, here's the reality. It's often the most broken. It's often those that run the farthest from God. It's often those that have had an experience or in a loop that continually get on the wrong ship. It's often those people, the most broken, that God uses for the biggest missions. 
Because that grace can go deeper and the, the repentance and knowing repentance can go deeper. So if we're here this morning and we're in need of a second chance after running, or maybe just is the question is to ask, like, am I running? Am I running this morning? Where am I running? What ship am I on? What ship am I consistently getting on that's heading me in the wrong direction? Am I running? And if that's us this morning, if we're in need of a second chance, it's just to turn to him this morning and to surrender and say, Lord, I'm broken. I'm on the wrong ship. I continue to get on the wrong ship. I need you come. I need your grace. Help me. Help me. He, he pursues. God pre- relentlessly pursues. And then he sends us on mission. As God called Jonah, as we hear, he called Jonah. And in the gospel, we hear that God chooses and calls four simple fishermen. Four simple fishermen. He calls on them for a great mission to preach repentance, to change hearts, because God wants all hearts. So is the case with Jonah, with these four f- simple fishermen, is with you and me. To be city changers in Clarendon Hills and Hinsdale and Oak Brook, Western Springs, LaGrange and Oak Brook. We just need to know that everybody's a runner. And we need to know that God always chases after runners.